Welcome to Gohan or Go Home, the podcast where we do something that I forget every time I open it. <laughs> we go through Dragon Ball manga. I I have been through it many times. My co-host is not is experiencing it for the first time. Unfortunately. I am your host, Simon. Uh, I don't have a it's nickname. An interesting last name. <laughs> <laughs> You can only write it in um, three languages. And across from me is my co-host, Imogen, Jimmy Two Shoes, Jim. Yeah, that. Nice to meet you, Simon. Uh, (laughs) Are you related to the grudge by any chance? (laughs) How does it feel to... How does it feel? How does it feel? It feels bad, man. It feels bad. It feels bad. It's a slow Sunday. It's uh, a it's a sleepy Sunday. I'm not even here, like present. <laughs> just haven't been. I had I had like the week off work, so I'm just holiday brain. I have to go back tomorrow. I, I did all of the emails today. Which all is of the emails. All of the emails. There are, there are no more emails in the world. Three other people and my business that are capable of doing the emails and none of them did it for a week and then my mum who I work for texted me and she was like you're gonna do the emails today I was like I've been on holiday just I told you about that and I looked at them and there was like a hundred and I spent hours okay because the website broke oh it's a mess it's all just a mess it's just chaos Welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020. Great start. 2020. Yeah. The sky is on fire. It's a mess. 2020, it's a fucking mess, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. And the fact that this is my hot day. I think we should be able to vote in Australia's elections. If they're going to ruin the atmosphere in this country, too, we deserve a say. Mm. I, don't, I don't know that they can do it, that they're really doing it on purpose at this point. Oh, they are. Have they I mean, tried uh, look, voting to put the fires out? Terrible for all of the people who have to experience that. But. No, you're going to get too spicy. We can't do that. It's pro- let's, let's, let's not have this on the Dragon Ball podcast. This, this, is, this is too much. We, we, we decided to steer away from politics. but Everything is politics. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems to happen every time. Yeah, that's yeah. it's weird. It's almost like I spend my whole life thinking about it. Yeah. Did you know um, that that squids have round pupils, but octopi, octopodes, and cuttlefish both have kind of W-shaped pupils? There's a fun fact for you that has nothing to do with climate change. Alrighty then. All right, fine. Steering away from controversial <laughs> topics. Yeah. What have you been watching, or listening, or reading to? Reading to? Well, I've been reading to... Uh, what have you been reading to? I've been reading to... The Sounds uh, of Janis Joplin. Yes. I've been reading a book on um, the history and uses of native New Zealand plants, so mm-hmm. that's fun. And I've been watching The Witcher, so that's fun. I don't know anything about The Witcher. It's Well, I know what uh, friends have told me and stuff. People are really into it, but uh, I don't. Oh, I've never played the games. I've never read the books. Um, I thought it was going to be trash, but it came up on Netflix and I was really bored. So I watched an episode and then I really liked it. So. But is it good trash? It's high quality trash. High quality trash is, is a good time. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. It's like fun Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones is like uh, depressing. and Stared like, and po-faced. And... Yeah, it's just like... It doesn't take itself seriously. It's quite funny. There's it's a lot cool. of like dumb shit. Some of it's like very corny, but it's like in a way that you can just sort of laugh at and like eat popcorn really fast too, as opposed to like 
having a cringe at it. I <laughs> got to eat fast. Yeah, it's it's silly and it's fun and it's got. Um, I kind of can't get over the fact that one of the characters is called Yennefer. I know that kind of kills me, Yennefer. <laughs> the names are all so bad. The of the three kind of main ones, the names are Yennefer, Geralt, and Cirilla. And it's just, just the, the... I've accustomed to Geralt now. Yeah. People have said it enough. No, it's a weird name. It's like Gerald, but worse. <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to find out that these are, are extremely normal Polish names and we're just being racist. Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. No, I... I mean, that might be the case. The Poles. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're really not. That's, you're that's really not. That's Italians. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I get them confused. You can say, oh, mamma mia, it's a spicy pasta, but you can't you can't say anything about the Polish, it's too soon. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll Critical support for, for the Polish. Yeah. You gave us some bad names, but we'll forgive you for it. <laughs> <laughs> but some uh some great poetry, like Stanisław. Mm-hmm. At any rate, what have I been doing? What have you been doing? I can't remember what I've done with my life. Oh shit. <laughs> You're a mess. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. You're a mess. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be our motto. This is uh this year is not off to a great start. Oh, no. I don't wanna think about it too much. This is no it'll get it'll get down the rabbit hole. Oh jeez. And there's only one rabbit hole we're going down this chapter. Oh no. <laughs> no. no. Shh. <laughs> That's terrible. I think I deeply regret having a mouth. Oh, you should. Why do you say these things? It's I don't want to belabor the point about this too much. Like I, I want to talk about light-hearted topics, but this, these three chapters are weighing on my brain. Yeah, they're um unfortunate. To, is, is, is the mildest way I would put it. I do you think? want to get into exercising them? Exercising or, them. Not exercising. Exorcising. I was trying to spin. Both of those in my head at the same time, and I'd, I'd, we're, we're gonna call a priest on this shit because I think it deserves it. You know, like the exorcist. Ah, <laughs> the exorcist. <laughs> my well, favorite movie. With that film. <laughs> the exorcist. <laughs> the exorcist. Uh, I mean, we could take him to the gym as well, but. Priest at the gym. Mm. Never takes off his collar. Hmm. Yeah, his pop it though. That's uh, I mean, whatever reason to <laughs> just Ethan Hawke's character from First Reform put <laughs> him at the gym doing CrossFit or something like a Zumba class. Do people do CrossFit at the gym? I feel like I that's too mainstream. For okay, them. okay. Yeah. They gotta do it in like a shed somewhere and then like run through a school that's like having recess and then people are like, oi, get out oi, of it. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> No more rugby uncle. Oh, no. Band character. Yeah, no, no rugby uncle. <laughs> Actually, oh, imagining Ethan Hawke doing anything except for what he does in that movie. Just imagining Ethan Hawke. <laughs> you ever just imagine Ethan Hawke? <laughs> fellas, <laughs> you're alone at night, you're in your bed, about to turn in, you just imagine Ethan Hawke. There he is. There he is. There He's he at is. the foot of your bed, like Robert Pattinson <laughs> in Twilight. <laughs> Just standing there like some kind of sleep paralysis demon watching you. One of the coldest. You don't know what he's going to do. He starts eating a salad at the foot of your bed. You can't move. You try and like turn your head to look away, but you can't. It's just Ethan Hawke. Constantly eating salad just while you're trying to sleep. When will it end? Ethan Hawke's halloumi salad. <laughs> Ethan Hawke's halloumi salad. I don't know. Yeah. That is the premise okay. of my novel. This is not a Twilight podcast, but... But it could be. <laughs> 
seriously, she's dr- this is the guy that she's dreamed about at night, right? She thinks he's a sleep paralysis demon. Why, when you saw <laughs> when you saw your sleep paralysis demon in your chemistry class, wouldn't you freak out? This is what that's not how. That's not. What is happens. it out of order? That's out of order. You've got Twilight backwards, my friend. Oh no, we're gonna have to watch it oh, no, for a behind the paywall podcast. They don't. I hate to have to do it, but like you know, we just kind of have to now. I just want to. It's wild. I never wanted to watch Twilight again, but I guess if you got it so wrong, then I have to make sure that you don't get it more wrong. Oh, I can't believe I downloaded it before this moment. <laughs> accidentally. Did you already get it? No. no I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is now a Twilight podcast. I haven't the seen the other movies. This is why I want to do it. Yeah, you thought you signed up for Dragon Ball. You, you were fooled. You okay. were bamboozled. You were lied to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so so sorry. This is about Twilight. Yeah, I want to stop talking about Ethan Hawke being Robert Pattinson. Uh, <laughs> shall we get into the episode then? Yeah. Okay. This was three chapters. If you're following along, it was chapters 9, 10, and 11. Three quarters. No. <laughs> None of that. None of that, thank you. Yep. Read another book, action. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never read a book in my life. Okay. I've made copious notes this time. I didn't want to lean on you as much. No, you when don't. you're not strong. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be your friend. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't want, don't want any more friends. Wilma. I'm booked. She's booked. I don't need friends. They disappoint me. <laughs> oh, honey, you've got a big storm coming. I can see the Statue of Liberty from here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, at chapter nine opens, Bulma, Goku, and Oolong are riding the bang bus through the desert. Uh, no. The side of the bus. First uh, of all, no. <laughs> we're not calling it that. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're calling it the bang it's bus. bad enough as it is. Okay, it's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I haven't seen that. The side of the bus. I didn't know this until I like I looked it up, but this is how you spell oolong in Japanese, apparently. It's uh, really weird. It's spelled with tori bird and ryu, uh, which is dragon. Uh, and the reason why I think that that is so is probably just because it's like directly ported from Chinese rather than actually like the characters read together because those are not readings for the characters but I find it funny that his bus has his own name emblazoned on it mm. and we're about to find out given the costumes that he has on board that it is the bang bus and he does use it for some uh, things in his off time he's like 12 that's fucked yeah um, this whole about- thing just reminds me of kids who like I talked to twice at intermediate school and just had like red flags about before I knew what red flags were mm. like just male kids Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I got in trouble for punching one of those. Ah, yes. Yeah. Like, it's probably not quite the era for it. It took... There was a definite uh, formative moment of realizing what a red flag is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, I liked that in in the edit. It just had um, oolong in English, like, badly shopped onto the side of the bus. (laughs) (laughs) I love scanlations. They're so good. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where, like... You would, I suppose, I don't know if this happens to, like, young girls or anything like that, but definitely if you've ever, like, accidentally brushed across one of those guys at intermediate school, it's always, like, they're, like, two steps away from being, like, so did you know that, like, you've heard of Miniclub, but there are, like, other websites where you can play hentai games, and you're like, uh, no, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, Two steps what? away from? <laughs> that is, like... A diary. That's just. That's just what it is. That's, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. The computers in the graphics room get used for that. Yeah. 
So, Bulma complains that Oolong hadn't mentioned earlier about having his, his Nang bus. She calls him really cheap. I don't know how they translated that. I think basically just as cheap, yeah. Yeah, stingy. Mm. He's been holding back. And this is the thing, this is the M size that I think Yamcha wanted. Yeah. Was Camp the bang bus. I'm not going to call it the bang bus. <laughs> okay, I'm going to You can't try. make me do that. It's through my notes. That's all I call it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you I'll try not to. I'm going to. I'm not going to step on your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Fellas, don't you hate it when someone steps on your breakfast? I just I I forgot the rain on your parade. I forgot what that was was, and I I made up an idiom. Is this the Fedom <laughs> version of bed and breakfast? <laughs> no. Bed and step on you in the morning. <laughs> oh no. Bed and step. <laughs> no step on snack. No step on snack. Please, no steppy. What's really funny to me is that when they're having this conversation again, and I think this is either just an 80s thing or it's like Toriyama being like, this is what teenagers are like, but Bulma says like heaps of her words, which have perfectly respectable native words in English. She calls the bathroom basurum. <laughs> it's just bizarre. It comes out of it. She's such a... I think, yeah, she's supposed to be a kind of city girl and all that sort of stuff. But what's kind of funny to me is that it's a pun here because bus is baser and doom uh, a bus room, it's but a bus bathroom. Room. Maybe she's just, like, more clever than we give her credit for. Bulma's just really purpose. funny. She's just really funny. It's all a bit. Yeah. Everything that Bulma does is a bit. We meet she's another... She's just really committed. ...character trait that Goku has, which is that he can eat a truck worth of food. I thought you were going to stop when you said Goku can eat a truck. (laughs) (laughs) That's a secret power. We find another. That's my secret, Captain. I can eat a truck. He's got a flying cloud and he can eat a truck. That's all you need to know about him. This is a seven-year-old describing a dream that they had or a story that they made up. And he can fly on the cloud and he eats a truck. (laughs) Like, okay. Thank you, Timmy. (laughs) That's the shortest seven-year-old describing a dream I've ever heard. It usually goes on for like three hours. <laughs> you just can't follow any of it, and that sometimes is the plot well, of I this. I love when kids tell you a story, and they tell you a whole story, and then they forget a detail, and then they go back to the start of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and then you scream because you've been there for so long. Just, you can't escape. Kids anyway. trying to play tricks on you that they've learned is really funny to me. Like, uh, magic tricks sometimes. If, yeah. But you know what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's funny until they get a little bit too old and then, you know. And that's what happened to you. Illusions, Michael. <laughs> Illusions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Illusions. Anyway, we got told off for tangenting too much. So we oh, should yeah, sorry, we shouldn't. Cut that down. All right, this is just going to be a Wikipedia summary for you Filthy pigs. Ooh. Speaking of filthy pigs. Mmm. 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 Mm. Making the squid look more and more distressed. I feel like you're therapy drawing so you don't have to talk about the chapter. I am a little bit, I think. <laughs> I'm just drawing traumatized squids. Idle hands are the devil's playthings. The devil can stay away from my hands. Thank you very much. <laughs> what would you do if the devil came up to you at the school ball and was like, I like your hands, and then just takes the- <laughs> Would you dance with him in the pale moonlight? Sure. The devil takes your hands and just pops them off. <laughs> so, I like your hands. Are we taking them? Lovely Take hands you have. 
Okay. Grandma, what lovely hands you have. <laughs> the bit of the punch you with. Prosthetics from the war. Oh, ooh. And then underneath there are like Gatling guns in her arms or something. <laughs> oh, Granny Gatling gun. <laughs> Granny Gatling gun. <laughs> so what we're trying to avoid is that uh, Oolong agrees not to be a perv. And then immediately is the biggest perv on the planet. He agrees not to be a perv on Bulma. He makes a gentleman's agreement. And he tries to use very clever wording about it, I think, as well. Why doesn't he just lie? I think he's sort of lying as well. Why, why go to all the lengths of, of doing clever wording when he could just just lie about it? He's already so far off the deep end. He doesn't oh. save any good points by technically not having promised to, to not do what he does. Uh, yep. Meanwhile, back at the ranch... Which is Yamcha's secret clubhouse. Yamcha tells his cat Fua, who is. (laughs) It's a secret tool that'll help us later. It's a secret tool that'll help us later. You know what? Yamcha's a secret tool that'll help us later. Fun. (laughs) Yamcha tells his cat Fua, who is not his lover, definitely not, (laughs) that they're gonna steal that capsule, the Hoi Poi capsule. And Poir rightfully points out... Okay, you just introduced something that I just don't... Hadn't, hadn't, hadn't considered at all. What? So that's fun. What? Well, it's, you know, shape-shifting magic. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, he no. lives with a cat who can transform into a woman. Well, then he would run. So there is the... Oh, that's it's not it's the right just, time. Yeah, it's not this. the right time for this joke. Um, hi, you've got in touch with me Put at a time where I'm at capacity slash <laughs> unable to deal with this oh, right now. No. So, Pa rightfully points out the impossibility <clears throat> of actually trying to get the bus in capsule form while there are people living in it, uh, whilst Yamcha remains unable to look at a woman without coming his trousers immediately, <laughs> because there is a woman on that bus mm-hmm. and they can't get any of that thing. But Yamcha <laughs> has a cunning plan to get the goods. Mm-hmm. And the plan is to get the cat to do it. The plan is to get Poir to do it, yeah. so he doesn't have to do anything. Which um, you know, it's that makes called sense. outsourcing, and it's a respectable technique <laughs> for getting stuff done. Yamcha is a capitalist boss. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to do any of the labor himself, but he wants to get all of the profit. That he does. <laughs> this is a Marxist manga. Um, Yamcha calls Goku a word that I'd never read before. I had to look this up in the dictionary. Kozo, which um, is like means a brat apparently, but it's really funny to me because it's spelled with the kanji for little and monk. So he's a little monk. He's a little <laughs> monk, which is a brat. <laughs> yeah, apparently, and it it can also be um, or mean that somebody is like like the archaic meaning of it is a young monk, mm-hmm. little person scurrying around. Uh, historically, very bratty. I don't know. But I can imagine that some older monk in the temple is, is telling off a younger one and, oh, yeah. you know, they haven't learned the, uh, the discipline. They haven't learned the, the code, the omerta. you Italian hands of me. Because they haven't learned the, the code, you know what I mean? <laughs> they got to get the drupini. <laughs> so, meanwhile, back with Priscilla, Queen of the Desert Gang, uh, yeah. Ulong and Goku are chatting once again. There's a lot of intercutting in this chapter. Yeah. Imagine it like a movie, but not. But not. Can we do, like, a, a more general summary of this uh, situation? Okay, so... I feel like the, the back and forth between the intercutting is just <laughs> going to get, like, confusing if it's, like, verbally conveyed. Anyway, Young Charles yeah, trying to we're learning some stuff. their camper van, which he just covets as beyond all things. He wants... He wants a sick yeah. ride. He wants the bang bus. I just called it that. He I wants to pimp that, that ride. He wants to pimp that ride. Unfortunate. 
Um, Yo, I heard you like nangs. <laughs> How about we put nang a bus? Bus, bang bus. Nang bus, bang bus. I can never get a house bus because there's no way I won't call it that now. Um, the family with 10 kids that I know, they had a house bus. That's a lot of kids to put in a bus. Yeah, it is. I wonder wow. if it was like a magic school bus. Mm. I suppose you could stack them. You could stack the buses or the children. <laughs> the children. <laughs> They're like the dwarves in the Hobbit. <laughs> you can bowl with them. <laughs> yeah, you can bowl a child. They're young, they're bendy, it's fine. <laughs> children, young and bendy. Yeah. You, you only need one bunk bed and you can just stack several children on top of each other, it's fine. Yeah, the chief selling point of children is that they are like Tetris blocks. Mm-hmm. A child could sleep anywhere. A child could sleep in a beanbag. A child could sleep on the floor. I slept in a tree when I was a child one time. Didn't fall out of it, but I could have and died, so, you know, probably not the best. Are you a character in a fantasy novel? You know, I ask myself that every day. Um, it's plausible. I don't, I don't know. I think the intercutting is nice. It gives a feeling of what's happening. Uh, but a play-by-play is not necessary. No, we I don't think we need a play-by-play. I think we just need to establish that, like, the squad is in the bus, they're hanging out, they're yawning, they're, you know, about to, to trundle off into the, the desert to look yeah. for the sixth Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yamcha and Poirot conspiring as to how to steal the bus from them without without witnessing the existence of Bulma. Mm. They're trying to get around. I mean, they sure witness her existence. Well, yeah, before that happens... <laughs> yeah. Before uh, that happens... Yamcha awaits yeah. a watchful protector, a dark knight, outside behind a tree. As one does. They discuss their plan. And we learn that, I think Toriyama made this up, that they used the word uh, house wagon. Yeah, house wagon. Which I don't, is, I've never heard of this before. I do not think this is a real word. I think he's made it up. Maybe. That was how it was translated as well. It just said house wagon. Yeah. Which you understand what it so means. So Long's got that odd. wagon. <laughs> um, Long gets that wagon. Yeah. I think they're kind of sneaking from tree to tree and like, while this conversation's happening outside, it's kind of inherently funny to me, especially the way that it's drawn. I think Mm. we're not supposed to take it that threateningly or seriously. Yeah. But this chapter just goes through such whiplash. It does. And the other chapters, not just in terms of the uh, yikes stuff that happens, but they'll be kind of like sneaking along in his funny Aladdin pants, you know, it's kind of baggy. (laughs) 90s, you know, yeah. looking like Chino's he's about to try is. and rob the karate kid. And then he pulls out a rocket launcher, and then, you know, yeah. everything kind of whips between those things, like hair back and forth. Oh, shit, I thought about that song for a while. And of course, naturally, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I try not to think about it, or any of Will Smith's children, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spend my days trying not to think about Will Smith's children. Incredible. <laughs> Getting jiggy with it. So. <laughs> this is what he says he goes okay we've got a plan first we're going to scout get a full view of what's going on open our eyes to the situation and he sneaks up to a window Bulma is taking a shower and he gets a full view yeah he just goes into a teddy induced seizure yeah he's never seen titties or (laughs) or female frontal nudity before I don't think Um, because he's just reduced to absolute gibbering (laughs) He, he just has it. a stroke on the spot, apparently. <laughs> hey, just how do they translate what he says? The gibberish. I don't know if they did. I can't remember actually. Yeah, because it was in, just nonsense. In Japanese, he says "ga ga ga which is I, just going through yeah. the syllabary. Yeah, it was more or less just like that, it's though. basically yeah. the alphabet in terms of sounds, like I eat your ooh sort of thing. But you know, with yeah, in front and he's of just it. stuttering away to himself. 
creepy yeah, fucker. Yeah, and Pryor sort of grabs him worriedly, like, Yamcha, oh no, what's wrong? Clearly unaware that he's just seen his first honk and racks it. <laughs> he uh. declares that it is the greatest thing in the world to have beheld with his eyes. <laughs> and Counter I wish I were like joking about that. his reactions as well. I wish I could be joking about that, but yeah. I, I'm 90% certain he says that. I think Toriyama is just 12. <laughs> He's just 12 years old on the inside. Spent enough time just <laughs> writing this stuff. And he just writes comics and, like, has never seen a titty in real life. <laughs> he had a wife at the time. No. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. This is wild. That doesn't scan. But again, Goku gets a wife and you have to be like, how? Yeah. So, at any rate... Um, Conveniently, when they cut back, Goku has spent his time expositing how the Dragon Balls work to Oolong so we don't have to get it twice. But the thing yeah. that's crucial about this is that Yamcha and Puara overhear it, right? Yeah, they try to escape the, the titty window and go to the next one along and then they overhear them talking about the Dragon Balls and how they get a wish if they see the dragon and stuff. And, Seven know. balls, one cup. Oh, no. One night of love. Oh, no. And um, one long dragon. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so... What doesn't make sense to me about this is that... No, it actually does make sense. Goku is just really dumb. But to be fair, like, Oolong in the last three chapters has been betraying them constantly and running away. And yet he's like, hey, there are these magic wish balls that we're all going to do. And it's like, he's going to betray you. I don't see that as a loophole because Goku is dumb as fuck. <sighs> um, he's so... Actually, to be fair, he does talk about how you should just trust people in his yeah, chapters. Yeah, that's true. It's not out of character. So his grandma's taught him bad lessons yeah. that make him easy to abuse, which makes total sense now that I say it aloud. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Very weird. Very weird. Goku just wants to see a dragon as well, which I think is admirable. He doesn't want to wish at all. He's just like, I just want to see a fucking dragon. I think that'd be neat. Yeah. And the other thing, which will also come back repeatedly as basically the cornerstone of his character, is he goes, and also it'd be good training. <laughs> also, I just want to get shredded. I'm just on that shred, bro. I just want to go into the. I just need it. My gym routine is just not working out Goku for me. Just wants to eat I games. Want to get ripped. I want to try a new CrossFit. If you know anything I want about to Dragon, travel Ball. the world. I just want my gains, bro. I love the way that you describe that. Just want my fucking gains. But this he, is such a gym. Bro. He does all these things and he gets all of those things. This he is gets, the crazy. If you've seen, he any, gets ripped, shredded, and gains. Look. If you've seen any images from Dragon Ball later and Goku and he's an adult, like, he got gains. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. It works. Yeah. I think you sent me a picture of, like, some Dragon Ball shit a while ago, like, with some characters on it. And I was like, which one is Goku? Is he the angry one or the himbo? Well, the himbo is Goku. (laughs) (laughs) Which, there is actually, this will come in later. Like, quite a bit later but i'm excited to see your reaction to his transformation through adolescence <laughs> what i don't know why i said that <laughs> who do you think i am someone who appreciates embos yeah <laughs> what happened next in the plot i'm changing I'm the subject <laughs> why yeah bulma um it's they find out that she's been using a radar for everything so she's been cheating oolong finds this out um and she's just doing it for the fetch quest but conveniently yeah this conversation like it just lays out all the information for yamcha to hear and then they sort of sneak back to the trees into the tree line and into try the tree and line. discuss what uh, is going to happen yeah and then it's just like turn into one of the lads go lure the terrifying six of lady away before they go into I'm the plan so though, smart. before they go into the plan Pua says 
what are we going to wish for? And oh, Yamcha yeah. has the perfect answer. He wants to be able to stand in front of a woman and not come like a Louisiana fire hose that, prematurely. Okay. No, I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> That's... No. <laughs> he wants to be able to honor his Volcel pledge. No. <laughs> Complete. Making it so much worse. I'm sorry. It's already such a bad chapter. He's a sweet boy. I'm sorry. Um, he's not like that, but he says, I'd like to be able to talk to women. Mm. And he says, yeah, I'd like to do that. And then Pat says, well, why don't you want riches? Why don't you want to be king of something? And then he goes... Yeah, actually, I like his thought process. It's like, well, I can just steal money. And I don't really give a shit about, like, world domination. But, you know, like, this is the one thing I can't fix. It's just like, you know, that's fair. He's after self-betterment. You know what? He wants to be actualized. He we wants to get over his fears. a self-improving king. We, we do stand. Maybe not him, but, like, you know, in theory. Uh, and then he's like, well, I just really want to get married. And that's surprising. <laughs> that's not quite the, uh, the character arc I expected from, from this, the hyena of the desert. The hyena Yum-cha. of the desert wants to but, um, honor his no-fat pledge. But also, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he says, I yearn, I desire not money, have no vices. I, I yearn not for power, but I do yearn to breathe. That, I don't don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> no, he wants marriage. Oh. He actually says, I don't know how they translate this. He says, I yearn for marriage. Does he? Oh, he just said, I think he just said, I just want to get married. Or long like, for, but he said it in like a normal, normal voice. A normal translation. Yeah, I don't think culturally it means the same thing, but akogarere is, like, to dis- to really, like, long for something. Mm-hmm. It can also mean you, like, miss something, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway. He misses his future wife. <laughs> My future wife. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> My wife. He's a wife guy. <laughs> oh, Yamcha's no. a new type of wife guy, the hyena of the desert. Yeah. And yep. Goku's reason, yeah, is that he wants to see a dragon. Um... And what's kind of funny is that Goku is sort of showing his his child kind of colors. He's like, Oolong, what would you wish for? Oolong says, women, obviously. Like, I only have an interest in women. Nothing else. I have no other interest. And I think Oolong's meant to be 14, is my... Because he, he's, he's between their ages, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So Goku is like... He has no interest. He doesn't understand this. Mm. He just can't comprehend it. But what's really funny is that he tries to child explain at the birds and the bees to Oolong. He was like, hey, "Did you know women don't have a dick and balls? Yeah. What are you doing? He's just like, why do you Oolong, want anything to do with that? These are strange creatures. Have you not? Have you heard the news, Oolong? I don't know if you know. <laughs> what? You, I'm not sure if you want this. Uh, so have you heard? Um, women don't have junk. Yeah. It's just such a funny thing to, for him to come out with. But it's so in character. Yeah, I mean, given that he spent the last, like, four chapters just grabbing random people by, by the pussy. <laughs> just pat pat. Just pat pat. Oh, uh, and Bulma having to be like, ah, do not do this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Watchmen, it is not. Uh, yeah, no, it ain't. It is at that moment that Bulma comes back and knocks him on the head because I think she's overheard yeah, the conversation. She hears the last bit of that and just smacks him. Oi. 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 <laughs> she goes, why are the pajamas this small? Oolong goes, uh, it's my bus and it has my clothing in it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, uh, your bus I don't bus know what sucks. she was expecting from that. She's like, can I borrow some clothes? And he's like, yeah, I have pajamas. And he she's goes, like, okay. She, he's like, a, for anyone who has not read it, although I imagine pretty much anyone who listens to this will have read it, uh, Oolong is like, 
a fifth the size of Bulma. And I, I mean, like, we have established that Toriyama has no sense of perspective whatsoever <laughs> in any form. Uh, Anytime he appears, she's just closer to the camera. <laughs> it's Lord yeah. of the Rings. He's actually twice as big and twice as silly. Um than previously estimated. This is Australian Oolong. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Um, good day. Good <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, so she obviously doesn't fit. Stop doing impressions in your head. Oh, how can you see this? Because <laughs> I know. I'm doing Australian oolong in my head. I know. I, can, I don't want to say it aloud. I don't want to alienate people. I can hear you from here. I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying to think of funny things. You're too loud. Stop thinking. Stop such, thinking loudly. Stop thinking loudly. I can't help that my brain waves are just so powerful. I've okay. got that gorilla brain going on yeah you do excuse me uh and then he says yeah this is my house wagon dezu why would you why would they not be my clothes but later on we find out that is a slight misnomer yeah he's uh, he's not playing all his cards right there he's keeping some of them in his little piggy sleeves oh no but wouldn't you Um, like a nice cool refreshing glass of juice in this trying time after your hot bath yeah, so uh, anyway, we established that Oolong is a sex offender at like the tender actually, age of 14. So he roofies Bulma and Goku. Yeah, like actually. That's For not real. really a joke. That's He's just drugged the thing their that juice. Happens. He puts dr- sleeping powder in their juice uh, and just roofies both of them and tells Bulma that she has to sleep naked because she doesn't have any clothes and they're going to be washed. So that's great. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Mm. We love that. Yeah, they should have. His parents shouldn't have let him out of the house. Where are his parents? I don't think he has any. That's sad. I think they got. But they probably got killed in a terrible farming accident. Oh no! (laughs) And by that I mean part of the industrialized meat production of the modern world. And Mm -hmm. so when Goku says, "Do you eat pork?" It's especially difficult for him to hear that. It cuts really deep. Not as deep as has happened for his parents. Uh, Bulma says she kind of knows him. And so she says, you sleep down here, both of you. I will sleep up there on a separate floor to you. And also, I will pee-pee if you... <laughs> yeah, you try anything, I will I will make you shit yourself. Yeah. Which but is, it's too late yeah. because her fate is sealed. Mm, unfortunate. 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 And then Oolong proceeds to monologue to the audience about how much of a shitbag he is. Not necessary, like, we know. We know, but he decides to make, like, a little scheming face. He's like, ah, ha, ha, this is my plan. And we're like, don't tell us about yeah. how you're going to date rape someone. That's horrible. Mm. Ugh. Pretty generally awful. Meanwhile, literally just outside the bus. Meanwhile. <laughs> back of the ranch. <clears throat> Yamcha Ocean's Eleven's his way inside. Um, he sort of... <laughs> he just tried to turn into a key. <laughs> Which is... It's conceptually kind of funny. <laughs> the right shape and size as well. Yeah. There's only one type of key in the Dragon Ball universe. They're all the same. If you have one key, you can unlock any lock. Because all of the other locks have to be unlocked by punching. So this comment Yes. Works, right? When you get into Sherman Priest's house. You Sherman have Priest. To, to punch <laughs> through the door and open it from the inside. So hilariously, we get a little bit of a, not a Freaky Friday, but like a, a gambit upon gambit mm-hmm. sort of pile up. Wherein Pua turns into Pua turns into fake Goku, yeah, and a really bad looking version, but <laughs> nobody like notices. Goku. <laughs> and then Yamcha doesn't notice, but also Oolong doesn't notice. Yeah, Oolong is presently sneaking upstairs to try and touch Tete, 
um, and molest Bulma. It's really horrible. And just as he's about to do so, he hears the noise of them coming into the, the bank bus. And I've yeah. got to stop calling it that. It's terrible now. Yeah. That's, that's why I had the uh, the initial hesitation to that. Uh, oh, I didn't think about it. Okay, they walk into name. the noise of them coming into the house bus, the house wagon desert. And that wagon. Oolong has an idea he says i will turn and transform into bulma and yeah. then well he off. just hears someone coming upstairs and he's like oh yeah. shit goku must have woken up yeah um his Man, solution to that is just to hide bulma under a blanket and turn into yeah. her but apparently ulong and Poir are both just god awful at shape-shifting <laughs> because we've got we now have a situation in which like weird little ditto goku comes up the stairs to meet very lumpy bulma year old jewish mother bulma like it's just yeah they're, they're both done just like a bang up job of making like a picasso of these characters um it's not great it's not great but uh, neither of them notice neither of them notice poir asks fake bulma to go <laughs> hang out outside uh, for a mysterious errand they're going for a walk they're gonna mm-hmm. you know like your cousin at christmas dinner okay i have to say i hate the content of this i really think that the writing is clever Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's it sets out to do what it does. Everything is set up and paid off really well. It's um, a little mini hot fuzz of a comic, and it's the content is just whoa, whoa, really whoa. Hot bad. Hot fuzz is a pretty high bar there, my okay, friend. Okay, I'm sorry. It, it's a very intricate in terms of how everything sets up and pays off, and it's kind of, like, on a level in which the jokes were different, this would be quite funny. Yeah, he, pull, he pulls a, a good switcheroo. It's well executed. It's just uh, disgusting and horrible. But anyway, um, uh, neither of them notice. They both yeah, go outside, both, both trying to split. trick each other. Yeah. Um, both trying to, like, measure their responses to each other. Yeah. While... Yamchuk enters the, the bang bus looking for uh, yeah, so the Dragon Balls, which he's overheard because he wants a wish. Realizes that Goku is uh, fast asleep, wanders upstairs. Before to... you get to okay, exactly yeah. what happens, I do want to say, like, a little side note. Things that I noticed. Simon's literary corner. <laughs> that uh, Ulong actually tries to approximate Bulma's speech patterns. He's not bad at it. Poir doesn't know how Goku talks and does not talk like him at all. It's so funny. It doesn't translate at all, but it's just the worst disguise ever. Like, looks like Ditto Goku with not even the same hair, just spiky black hair, and <laughs> doesn't rough, talk like him at all. A rough approximation of a boy. It's just like, hello, shall we go outside? <laughs> Follow me. It is only a little longer. <laughs> yes. Like, this is... <laughs> And Goku is just kind of like, he's like, ah, I'm a little goblin country hick like this. Mm. Oh, he's not, he's not uh, imitating Goku's uh, self-made pronoun. <laughs> no. Oh, actually, um, I found out that isn't correct. It's just dialectical. Okay. So that's fun. Yeah, because it gets... Uh, we got it wrong. We gave people later. bad information on our podcast. Look, I've never lived in Tohoku. I don't know anything about it. Or I know a little bit, but I didn't know that this was like a pronoun that sometimes gets used there. And it's um, used by both men and women, ah. even though it's a form of order, which is the incredibly masculine pronoun. Is that just like something that a lumberjack lady would say? Like, what is the equivalent? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. like um, American Gothic woman. Okay, sick. Or not necessarily that, but like, you know, like if Dexter, at the end of Dexter, was a woman. 
Yum Chow's running upstairs. We're talking yes. about Goku's uh, yeehaw pronouns. Yeah, this has all happened at the same time. Let's leave that aside because we will come back to it. A character actually uses uh, a very specific speech pattern later. Yamcha sneaks up. He goes, ah, the Dragon Balls. They must be upstairs. He goes upstairs. He sees like stuff that's kind of lumpy, yeah. covered he by a bed sheet. Yeah, blanket. What's this? And he goes, ah, the Dragon Balls. <laughs> and then whoosh, he pulls it off. And, uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> He stands there and pulls it off. <laughs> no, he looks uh, under the sheet. It's Naked Bulma. He is severely traumatized for life. Yeah, traumatized, but he has some images. Mm. Um, thanks for the memories. And thanks for the memories. That's a good one. Even though I hate they it, weren't so great. <laughs> and we're at Adrage. Um, but he's... Uh, yeah. Yamcha just ends up... Uh, yeah, Oolong and Pride transform back because their time limit has run out. Mm. Pua realizes that Yamcha is in immense danger. He's like, oh no, he's going to see a titty. And then he just ambles off out of the house wagon with Pua, like holding his hand, leading him along like a blind man where he's just like, one titty, <laughs> two, two titties. titties. <laughs> <laughs> because it is all that his fried brain can master. Yeah, that's That was chapter nine. And yeah, the roll credits. Starts and ends with horny Yamcha. Yeah, it's just horny Yamcha, the chapter. I like to add that Oolong is just thoroughly confused by all of what's happening. <laughs> and also, I, I have grown to despise Oolong more than I remembered. You, how could you not hate him? He's just he's he's a, a literal character. little pig. Uh, he's just a kid gone wild with too much freedom and he's a bastard like shouldn't have. He's just the culmination of every gross boy I've ever known. So in chapter 10, these themes continue to get explored. Yep. Yeah, they sure do. We open up, Oolong has joined the NRA, and he's also stripped yeah. off his Mao uniform, and he's wearing a wife beater, rather appropriately. And we hope that the gun is to shoot himself, uh, given, <laughs> oh, like, Robin Bain style, given what has just happened after roofing his two friends that he's traveling with, because he's a great role model for children everywhere. Throw him in the pit. <laughs> Into the Sparta pit. Into the Sparta pit with you. Bulma, I, the first note I have written down for chapter 10 is just more furry shit. What's the furry stuff? Just. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I can't say, yeah, because I'm not up to that. Bulma awakens from her induced coma. Um, she hears that Yamcha visited last night and she gets really dreamy about the man that tried to kill her companions. She uh, she's like, why did you not tell me? Wake me up before you go go. Oh, and they know how to go-go. This guy was here, and she does not actually know that he had seen her, I suppose. But, you know, what? the less that she knows about what happened the previous night, frankly, the better. Mm. Uh, Oolong has not washed her clothes, and she's really mad. But he's like, you can borrow some from upstairs, it's mm-hmm. fine. And then uh, those clothes, he says, there, are, there is one yeah. set of clothing that I own that he's- fits you. Yeah, he's, so he hasn't been entirely forthcoming with the contents of the bang bus. Um, or the use of it, apparently, because yep. she goes upstairs to get uh, this one pair of clothes that will fit her, and it is a bunny suit. It's a Playboy bunny it's outfit. A playby, playboy bunny outfit. Playboy boy. Um, yeah, Oolong doesn't have any pajamas in anybody else's size, but he sure has those clothes prepared. Yeah, so that's the note of uh, more furry shit, which I find funny on... And I've got, like, kind of three mental notes on this. Because, A, Oolong is a pig. like an Oh, he's a pig. He's literally a pig. He's metaphorically a pig. He's an anthropomorphic pig. Why is he into 
human women dressing up as animals. So there's like kind of two two layers here. I'm going to stop you right here. <laughs> a series in which you do not want to start pulling at the thread of how sexuality works in the universe is Dragon Ball. Yeah, I might, I might leave that one. Yeah, nobody wants to know how this works or how fetishes work in this world, except yeah. for maybe like the few brave fanfic writers. I don't, I don't want to get too far into it, but it's more just the... I will like, say Logistically one thing. speaking, is there not a rabbit woman out there for him? Maybe he just likes somebody dressing up as it. Like, this is how any sort of kink works, right? You don't necessarily want the real thing. You don't want to be eaten by a giant woman, but you do, like, simulate it or something? I don't... I, I don't know specifically... I should not In talk about situation. things which I haven't researched thoroughly. <laughs> Let's not get into Vore on the Dragon Ball podcast, please. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is a G-rated podcast. Is, oh, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I was gonna say because we so can't get listed on iTunes so anymore. Far off the fucking deep end with that one. I think if you delve into children's media to any extent, a lot of them, if you put them within the context of adult knowledge and understanding, would be really either messed up or you could extrapolate things from them which are just really weird and like this, basically. So you shouldn't do it. That's true. Anyway, we can move on from that. But also, I would like to also point out that um, Bulma didn't, didn't have to wear the ears. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, I didn't think about that. She, she there was a, it was just a leotard. She put the ears on herself. Well, a leotard with the tail, the bunny tail, and so she must think, just okay, chop the tail off. Just get a knife. Look, if what chop you're doing, she just want to have a hole showing, like just above her don't ass. Attach them. Like it's just, it's just sewn on. I don't know if you know how costumes work. They don't. You don't know how his costume works. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it's covering. Could something. leave a hole. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Um, cut it off. I mean, and she wants she could, complete, she could just look a little bit like she's coming from a cabaret or something. She's a, a bit, a bit, a bit uh, of a sexy punk or something. And also, it's are not that fishnets? great. Yeah, she's wearing fishnets and like weird little kind of tap shoes. Yeah, she could the have accessorized in different like, ways. It is a look, but she didn't have to wear the ears. I think we They're all not attached. To... She put them on. She wanted to... to she wanted to wear the weird bunny costume and then also complain about it. Yeah, you can't you know, have the best of both worlds, Wilma. You can, you can complain about it or you can wear the ears. You, you can pay. complain about things and then privately be sort of okay with something or Privately, yes. Publicly, it's a little hypocritical. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's not blame the woman who just got roofied. Okay, that's fair. Depping off. As far as I'm concerned, she gets a, a bit of a free pass on being, uh, well, Oolong says she's got a terrible personality even though she's good looking, which... Wow. Yeah, he's one to talk. Real rich of you to say that. Considering he is literally a pig and also awful. It does make us question what was the bus being used for before, but we don't really want to think about it too much. Yeah, uh, I mean, like... Anyway, she rightfully asks, how were you raised to end up like this? I would like to speak to the manager that is your parents. (laughs) Um... Uh, but she sort of ultimately accepts it and just decides to go up and, and glam up for the day and says, you have to drive. Cause She's I'm- like, what the fuck is wrong with you, first of all? Second of all, I know that Hawkeye's coming back at some point. So, like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. That's she's- why she's wearing the bunny ears. Yeah. That is why she's wearing. She's like, I hate this. She's like, I Maybe hate he this, likes but it. you know, it might it might be effective. So he spies the them leaving from the heights of Fuck Mountain and rushes <laughs> to go after them with what can only be described as the entire arms inventory of ISIS. Yeah. 
uh, Yamcha rides up to them in a ski mask with a Tommy gun around his neck and he wields a rocket launcher in the other one. Yeah, he just rocks up on Herbie fully loaded Clearly as well. Clearly there to murder them yeah, in his tiny Herbie car. And <laughs> Bulma, he's there to no, murder them. No, it's not Herbie, it looks like Brum. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nobody's going to get these things. So he's there to kill them, to murder them into corpses, and Bulma reacts with horny desperation. Yeah. She, uh, just like, yes, King, murder me. She, yeah, no, actually, she uses Kego to describe it. She says, irashado, which is the verb, like, the son Kego verb, like, the incredibly venerating verb for someone being there. Okay. So she's like, is he here yet? But it's kind of like, it's my liege come to sweep me <laughs> off my feet. <laughs> she wants her lord to stumble over her, apparently. Okay. Anyway, so he blows the bejesus out of the bang bus, uh, leaving Goku with an owie on his head and Bulma doing full ahegao on the floor yeah that was weird very strange and this is kind of the precursor to some other stuff that uh, i think was kind of no not in this series i think people kind of do things derivative of that and unfortunately it's become a whole cottage industry i was like i don't want to have to read that no 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 none of that happens toriyama unknowingly introduces a lot of tropes he unknowingly introduces a lot of tropes that i think get used later what a silly boy. Oh dear. So he demands Dragon Ball. Oh, he has balls, marred the world. And Goku responds by sticking his tongue out and going, blah, 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 <laughs> can't have it, which is the, one of the most endearing aspects of Goku as a character is the fact that he does this sort of thing. Yeah, I kind of, there's two two sides to Goku and one of them is like objectively, like, you know, very horrible and murdery. And then the other side is just, he's just a little kid. He's like, bleh, you can't take my, my Dragon Balls. <laughs> Didn't kill me, I beat you up. And then he proceeds to kick the shit out of Yamcha. Oh yeah, they have we we cut to an action cut scene and uh Yam it's the Wolfang Fist against the Boy Wonder and Goku mm. gives a rather unnerving line Wolfang in my opinion. Fist. About how he was hungry last time, which is why he lost, but this time Boy am I full mm. and he says this with like a slasher smile while he's going to do it, he's like, I've eaten food, I'm not hungry I'm And you're not just like today. Oh god. It's incredibly oh scary god. and unnerving. You just drop <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and in the sequence of this, Yamcha's tooth gets chipped. Yeah. And unable to take the dent to his his prettiness, the hyena of the desert flees off. He really does not like that he's lost his tooth. He's no, like, I'm he's not pretty very anymore. Upset about it. He's like, my manly face. And then he pisses back off into the Ah, oh, it's so good. Um, You'd think that he'd be grateful for like the rugged, intimidating look, considering he's trying to be the hyena of the desert, but he's just, he's just a, a, a weenie. He's just a pretty boy out there. Does he so. have scars yet? Not that I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Um, Oolong says, <laughs> literary corner, Oolong says mechakacha a lot, which means like, um, confused, mixed around, messed up, um, extremely, uh, it, if it's used in slang terms, it means like super duper or like, yeah, ex- extremely, but really it just kind of means like all messed up or mixed up, whatever. Um, but he says that a lot. And that reminds me like in the earlier chapter, the thing that he said was mechakacha kuaindazo. So like, I'm super scary. And then that's why it's a pun when Goku is like mechakacha yuaindazo or something like that. Like mm-hmm. you're just super weak. Cause it's like the full thing rhymes, but he says this a lot that I've noticed. Oolong really does talk like kind of a young person who's trying to be older than he is, if that makes sense. And I think it kind of suits his characterization pretty well. But that was just a little side note. Uh, Literary corner. Yamcha declares his new plan and then follows it up with, uh, man, I'm smart, huh? <laughs> Which is the same thing that Bulma does. And they, 
They suit each other. They're both as stupid as each other. Oh yeah, they're both definitely like she's like, well, I'm a smart, I'm a smart girl. So, and then he's like, hmm, I'm a very smart guy. <laughs> I'm a very smart boy. <laughs> <laughs> Says it about his own plan after he's finished with that. I can't even yeah. remember what his plan was, but it his doesn't really matter. His plan was like mostly he got his ass kicked and was sad about having a chip tooth so he didn't want to fight yeah. anymore and he's like well you know what they've already got like five of the Dragon Balls so I just need to get yeah. two more why don't we just follow them until they get all of them and then rob them and that way we don't have to go through all the bullshit of going to Fry Pan Mountain ourselves which uh, I mean like to be fair is uh, common sense yeah you would assume that that's the best plan but, so or just you know <laughs> you think like hey why don't we just save ourselves the trouble and steal all of the Dragon Balls at once mm. I'm so smart <laughs> So at the close I'm of the chapter, I'm a very clever boy. At the close of the chapter, he pretends to be buddy buddy. He finds them again. He gives the stranded party a nan car, and for some reason they buy it, even though he tried to kill them uh, two pages ago. And Goku he insists. This is a very convincing spiel. He does not. <laughs> he just rocks up. He's like, "Hey, you know, I realized it was like a kind of a dick move. Sorry, uh, bad thing to do. Have a car, and then boosts off again." I'm sorry that I went Aleppo on your ass. Uh, <laughs> I would like to formally apologize for my war crimes, and uh, how about we uh, have a car? You know what? That's Just, The price is right. Deal or no deal. It's, it's a very tall car, again. There's something that Toriyama <laughs> likes about just tall cars. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because anime people have big heads. <laughs> He just need to be able to see them real good through the giant car windows, but he just gives them like a Morris Minor, but it's been stretched <laughs> vertically. It's just the tallest Mori you've ever seen in your life. You know what would have made this ten times funny is if it were a Reliant Robin and it was a three-wheeled car and they just like, every time they tried to go around a corner, it flipped over. Um, And Goku insists that they ought to trust people. And I don't know if he says, like, my grandpa told me, but it's kind of implied in a way that he's like, just drawing on a black and white life list and he's like you should trust people you should just trust people when they give you a free car after trying to kick the shit out of you <laughs> oh i have the note i don't know why but yamcha reminds me of foreigner characters best scans yeah. he, like you know that's probably where i got the oh no never mind i've st- i'm still from last time trying to figure out what yamcha reminds me of when you when and you i out. just thought one of the guys from the lost boys maybe it's definitely just like a an old like 80s movie character like he's one of the he's the older brother of a goonie sort of thing yeah yeah the cool one who has like a really cool bicycle and the others look up to him yeah 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 i think we've cracked the code we've cracked the code maybe not like a goonie brother but like one of them he's just like the the older brother of of I don't know. At any rate, chapter 11. Someone in an 80s movie. Chapter 11. We open on the three musketeers driving the car with a tracking device through hyperspace so they can... Uh, there's a, a mole on board and the mole is Herbie. Mm-hmm. And Bulma remarks, as they near a place called Frypan Mountain, that it's weird how it's getting hotter. Mm. Very smart, Bulma. Uh, and to be fair, observant as usual, <laughs> she's like, "Wow, it's getting hot." And then along's like, uh, "Hmm, it's a fry pan mountain. Yeah. Fry pan mountain. <laughs> fry pan mountain." <laughs> to be fair, he tells us it was originally a cold mountain, but ten ah, years ago, <laughs> it got surgery and it got hot. Um, <laughs> fry pan mountain is now a thought. Uh, in actuality, I They're even Ryan. Actually, I go. did not know that canon. Uh, I've learned something new about Dragon Ball. Uh, it was wow, a fire spirit. Was it was a fire spirit from heaven mm-hmm. that came. Or I don't know if it's heaven or the sky, but either way, it's like something mystical kind of implied about it. Yeah. 
that came and just did it. And then... Uh, yeah, I think in the translated version, it just said, like, fire rained down from the heavens, and then it was on fire ever since or something. Yeah, no, that makes um, sense. So, Frypan Mountain is infested with the flames. So, some form of Greek god is really mad at Guma or... Is that how you say his name? Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, how do you think it's pronounced? I didn't write it down, and I can't remember how it was spelled. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those ones where I can read it and recognize it but i don't actually have like a metric for it in my head which is like most of them because i've read a bunch of them and thought i knew how they were pronounced and then you've said something completely different so i'm just gonna like not assume i know how to say anything until you've already said it i wish the scanlation would do like a proper translation of it and i I will i will translate it for you difficult um oolong warns him about gumao he says you mess with the bull you get the horns tatanka and um (laughs) get out of here your dancers are all bullshit (laughs) So, Gumao is kind of an interesting name. Mao means uh, demon king. It's the same in Ma as in Maho, magic. Mm-hmm. You know, devil, the ways of the devil, <laughs> magic. Um, and Gyu is uh, is cow or bull, basically. But anyway, he's he's called Gumao, which means I think we could probably call him like ox demon king instead in English. Mm-hmm. Is a good translation of that, I think. In the, the Funimation dub, he's called the Ox King. Can I call him Horny Boy? You can call him Horny Boy. No, he's not a boy. You can call him Horny Man. Horny Girl? Horny Bear. Horny Bear. Horny Bear. Horny Bear. Oolong's kind of an insufferable explanation nerd. He, like, says words that he knows other people don't know. And then Bulma's like, what's that? And he's like, huh, you don't know even that. He's <laughs> like, he loves to go, let me explain to you. And just pig-splain everything. Um, Gumao is a king of demons. And in this series... Just there's an increasingly inaccurate thing where they call characters demon connected or related, and then it turns out that they're just not at all. Just there's some people. kind of like '80s satanic panic about it, where they're all like, "It's D and D, it's witchcraft," and then you find out that it's just a group of nerds who don't know how to talk to any other human people who mm-hmm. are in a just basement, wearing robes in a basement, having Mountain Dew and Cheeto dust on all of their uh, rule books, and it's it's not great. I'm not anyway. sure whether when I said it, it was not great. I was talking about the satanic panic about D and D. I didn't. Or about, I was trying to just figure that out, but you know, I assume that. I think, frankly, it's everything. As a general, as a general statement, 2020, it's not great. And this spirit fire began. We learned through the exposition, while this uh, this fearsome, terrible demon king, this terrorizing person, was out on a picnic with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Which is Toriyama's style again. Yeah. He's doing that the sort of thing. The greatest sin you can commit. Picnics. <laughs> yeah, and this is what's really funny is that he's like, you don't know all this. Why naturally you get taught it in school? It's in school textbooks. Which, what textbooks are they reading? What school is he going to? What oh, no, no, he's he been established. They went to shapeshifting kindy. So this is okay. I'm starting to develop a theory of two different worlds. There's the urban and the uh, the rural worlds and the dragon world, and they're kind of very different from each other. And I think the school ah. systems are different. There's something kind of. I think we'll be able There's to a get a real hefty class divide in Dragon Ball. Yeah, not just a class divide, but a real cultural divide. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get more of a grasp of the kind of anthropological implications of this as we go along. But for some reason, this is kind of sticking its head out to me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is that there is this kind of weird divide because Bulma is very urban. She's cosmopolitan. She comes from a futuristic kind of Nang place. And <laughs> she comes from Nangland. She comes from Nangland. Nangland. And he comes from a place where they teach them about like fire magically coming down from the heavens and burning up Frypan Mountain. It's and cool. it's in textbooks in yeah. school. Yeah. 
Yep. Where are we? There's a T-Rex and a girl, and then she throws a mohawk at it and decapitates it. Not quite there. Okay. That's the next thing I remember. So Oolong is like, this is who Gumao is, and therefore I want to run away like a little punk bitch. And uh, he tries to ditch them. But oh, yeah. there's always the pee Once again, pee <laughs> Once again, Bulma gets revenge for how she got roofied. Uh, even though she doesn't know that happened, but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of satisfying to see him at the mercy of that again. Yeah. And followed closer behind as Yamchu is in... Uh, it's not quite enough. She should make him shit himself to death, I think. Yeah. He's the king of carousel cars, Yamchu is. They, these, like, tiny clown cars where everything's really small as a version of, like, a real kind of thing. He's got, like, kind of an army-style car, but it's just tiny. <laughs> so funny. Mm-hmm. Everything looks like it's, you know, a bumper car from a circus or something or from, yeah. like, a theme park or whatever. But anyway. I mean, he did get that from the man who uh, rocked up in Herbie with a machine gun. Herbie Isis. <laughs> <laughs> Herbie got thermonuclear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Herbie's got the nuclear codes. <laughs> Mr. President, what are we going to do? Moving on from Herbie Joe's. <laughs> Can't believe the US is going to war with Nangland. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ayatollah Herbie. Such an unfortunate <laughs> joke. So, Yamcha gives us some exposition for the sake of the audience, although he's ostensibly telling Puar that Grandpa Gohan and Gumao were both trained by Mutendoshi, who's a, mm-hmm. a person. A, you know, some old, you're like, oh, I'm trying to think about how to translate this. The, uh, Mutan is written with uh, Mu or Bu is in martial from martial arts and Tan, which is heaven. So heavenly martial arts, I suppose, in a way, like kind of like an old master, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and The angel of Wapas. The Mu, actually the Bu, and which is also in Budokai. Uh, which we'll find again. Martial arts and heaven go together a lot in this comic. Mm-hmm. Toriyama uses that. He recycles that later. And what's really interesting to me about this is, I didn't know this until I actually you know, went to Japan, was uh, apparently the Bu from Budokai includes like the little kanji for like one of the oldest sort of radicals meaning spare, which is what it comes from, hmm. that little kanji. So if you didn't know that, I find that a really interesting tidbit. And if that's not true, I was lied to by my teachers. <laughs> so you can't blame me. Nice. Anyway, so we, a new character comes bounding into our lives, and it's that little girl being chased uh, by a dinosaur and metal bikini armor, very Return of the Jedi. Was it bikini armor? I thought she was wearing like a little, like a, a centurion kind of costume. Maybe it covers a little more of her midriff, but it is kind of that weird thing where like the armor is drawn with kind of like chest differently because she's a woman, like a girl, um, even though she's a little girl, it's really weird. It's like that old trope, but it doesn't make much sense when it's scaled down in age. Bikini armor, battle damage. Yeah, yeah. it's very strange. Um, and she has like a sharp shark fin like blade that's on top and she promptly beheads the T-Rex with it. Well, she was just like running screaming from this T-Rex. She's like, ah, it's scary. And it's like rips off her mohawk, hurls it at the T-Rex like a boomerang, beheads it, puts it back yeah. on her head, Freaks out at the gross dead dinosaur, evaporates it with a mind blast, and then keeps running. Which, I mean, like, and like at this moment, we've got Pai and we've got Yamcha overlooking, going, That's a terrifying little girl. Why is she so freaked out? But you know, that's fair. That's what being a little girl is like. You can murder people, and then you're still freaked out by it. What I find kind of funny is that, yeah, she is being chased by a T Rex, freaks out, decapitates it. Gets disgusted and freaks out by the sight of the decapitated dinosaur, and then yeah, she's, she's like, got oh, like, a, a, like and then zaps it and explodes. Helmet blast thing, being yeah. She's got thing. like a gem on the front of her helmet, and she just like mind blasts it, and it turns into a just flaming fireball. Enter utter oblivion. Um, she runs into Yamcha, who politely says hello. 
Yeah. And she tries to murder him with the laser beam too. Well, she's, you know, terrified running. And there's a strange man who, there's a bandit with a missing tooth. And he's like, eh, and she just tries to evaporate him too. And then he just promptly knocks her the fuck out. Yeah, well, hmm. And she then, says something, uh, Ichinan or something like that, which is, which is like, um, I, there's just been one emergency. Now there's another, or like... What's kind of funny is this is a pun in English, but out of the frying pan and into the fire. Oh, no, she, yeah, she just says that. In the, Which is like a good translation for the idiom. Yeah. So for some reason, Toriyama unintentionally does a pun in English. Yeah, that's I, I made that joke last time. I yeah. didn't realize that it was going to come back literally. So that's cool. What follows that is like, I was having a good laugh at it, actually. Cause Before we maybe, move on to that, okay. literary corner. Oh, literary corner. I'd like to point out that she's using Tohoku then. And this is how I know that I'm wrong. It's, I remember that ora is a pronoun that, that gets used in Tohoku then, which it can be used by both men and women, even though it derives from or is like a variation on, I'm pretty sure, ore, which is like the really hyper-masculine one in standard <laughs> Japanese. But it's kind of interesting. And the reason we know this is because she says like, dabe, whatever it is, nai nai dabe. And uh, I, I can't do a good impression of Tohoku dialect. I'm sorry. I don't actually... I can't How understand it. Do you remember when Fukushima happened? And they would show sometimes interviews. I saw some Japanese versions of those interviews. And I could not understand any of what the old people said. It's just unintelligible mm. to me. This apparently is not just true of people who aren't, you know, native speakers. But native speakers as well. Ah. struggle sometimes to understand like old people from the region it's, so this is a hot fuzz situation it's very hit clan yeah it's like the the yorkshire guy where it has to be translated twice for those people old country. they sometimes use subtitles on japanese tv for people from the area <laughs> okay it's that's fun <laughs> it's like on american television when somebody who is not american has an accent and then they sometimes use subtitles mm-hmm. which uh increasingly happens if they don't look you know traditionally white or whatever it is so make of that what you will about american television and media mm-hmm. um i like when um american television puts subtitles on kiwi accent oh yeah that's that's fun Sorry to sorry that there are our, no subtitles yeah, sorry on this to, podcast. Sorry to any of our listeners in the states who I can't understand what the fuck we're saying. Apparently, anyway, he uh, he decks her in the face. He just elbows her. Yeah. She drops. So like, yeah, I I think without without halting that recap, just to backtrack a little bit, these guys are just standing by the side of the road. They see a young girl in weird armor running away from giant T-Rex, decapitate her, blow it up, try to blow them up. <laughs> Young Chai knocks this, like, seven-year-old girl the fuck out, and she's, like, just unconscious, stone-cold <laughs> on the ground. They start, go- like, walking away, and Poirot's like, what, oh, so you're, like, okay with that kind of girl? And he's just like, yeah, I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> which I love that he has to clarify in this series. Yeah, which I think is... He goes, well, first off, I'm not a pedo. Yeah, uh... but I... There's just that sequence of events is so funny to me. Like, it just punches this tiny girl in the head, stone cold Steve Austin, out on the ground. And then he's like, what? I'm not some kind of pedo. (laughs) Stone cold Steve Irwin. Stone cold Steve Irwin. Meanwhile, back at Fire Mountain... Yep. It turns out that all of the demon minions or whatever the heck are skeletons now. And uh, presumably because of the giant conflagration covering everything. And there was an interesting... Now, they try to make us believe that mm. they're all just travelers who were killed by the Ox Demon King. But uh, there are no, there are none of those promised kind of little minions around. So I reckon it's them. It's Although the, I reckon it's just them having died, being burnt up. Oh, yeah. I thought that... I, went, I didn't say that they were killed by the Demon King. I thought that they were just like... 
people who died in the fucking Pompeii incident. Yeah, I thought it was visually implied that it's like he's so fierce, many guards things because like you know one of them has like a cowboy hat on, so maybe. Oh that. yeah, that's true. Um, I thought there was like an Howdy. interesting kind of I don't know what the comic book equivalent of a match cut is, which is yeah. you know it went straight from um this little girl knocked out on the side of the road with her mohawk helmet on to like a guy with an actual kind of centurion helmet with mm. like the feather mohawk. Or horse hair or whatever they used to be made of. And he's just a skeleton. So yeah. it's like unconscious girl to like just dead guy. There it's is a nice like graphic very, match there. Yeah, it was a, an interesting match. And I don't know if it was meant to be meaningful, but it was very ominous. Yeah, this cowboy Andy is dead also mm-hmm. as a skeleton. There's just the dead people lying around the place, you know, as they do. Goku is not phased by any of that. He flies on Kintoyan and tries to get to the castle, which is at the apex. The summit of the mountain is also surrounded by flames. Uh, he quickly learns how convection works <laughs> and realizes that you can't just go above the fire to go into the middle of it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, the, the castle itself may not be uh, engulfed in flame in particular, but it's still too fucking hot. Like, the air itself would be sizzling. And he's, he aborts mission pretty quickly. I may not be covered in flames. <laughs> but I'm still hot, darling. <laughs> That's better than what I was going to say. <laughs> What were you going to say? I'm a 9-11 victim. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's going to get cut. Yeah, Jesus. You can't put that in there. Gumo arrives... Uh, sorry, uh, Ox Demon King arrives with an axe, uh, and he throws it behind, beside Bulma's head, which... There's a lot of near-casual murder in this comic, um, mm-hmm. but I presume it was a warning shot, so that's all right. Mm-hmm. And... And the words... He seems like a surprisingly friendly kind of a man. Yes. Despite being... He's portrayed as scary when he appears. We've heard a lot of exposition yeah. about he's scary. And, um... Well, he doesn't immediately try to kill him. He's just like a dude with a big horn helmet and some goggles. And he's like, are you trying to steal my treasures? Yeah, again with the scale thing going on about uh, people of different sizes. In the words of quite Pal- large. In the words of Palpatine from Backstroke of the West, he is a big. <laughs> and... In the words of Obi-Wan from the same, Goku says, Mr. Speaker, we are for the big. <laughs> and a, a terrified Bulma just calls him Gu-chan, which is hilarious to me. Ox-chan, <laughs> how you doing? Sorry, we barged in. We're not trying. Then she goes, he goes, are you going to steal my treasure? And she goes, no. And yeah, then Goku man, comes in and goes, yeah, man, we're just passing on through. And then, Goku you know. flies in and he goes, the castle's too hot to steal from. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they're like, cool, Goku, fuck you. <laughs> Thank you for it. Thanks for that. For you, jigging us up. Yeah, the jig is up. Thankfully, Ox Stephen King notices uh, Kintoyan at the very end of the chapter. And this is where we learn that Kame Senen and Mutendoroshi are the same person. Mm-hmm. So they are. Unfortunately, just I don't want to have to see uh, Turtle Rave Daddy again. Yeah, so. Grandpa Gohan and uh, Ox King were both trained by him, mm-hmm. who is apparently this great master, this ancient, ancient master. And Gumao, apparently happened, having Did not... just fry his brain on the mushrooms? Yeah, apparently having not heard that he's uh, been cancelled and me too now, Gumao is like, oh, I really want to see him again. Do you know where he is? Yeah. He's, well, yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of a... Hey, do you have Louis C.K.'s address? It's just like, I was trained in stand-up by him. It's very weird. Yeah, I think. it's a weird moment. He doesn't know. He just sort of spots the cloud. He's like, hey, that's... Where'd you get that, you get that from, cloud? buddy? Where'd you get your cloud from? It's straight from my vault. Mm-hmm. So where'd you get this, uh, this little cloud you're sipping around on my Give him a cloud, it can refuse. <laughs> Tell me where you got the cloud. We hey, won't have any problems. Jimmy Two Shoes, where, where you get that cloud <laughs> from? I mean, I mean... 
Ja, mamma mia. And that's not okay, all right? Sorry. Oh dear, that oh, was no. uh, definitely a, a three chapters. The next few, I'm sorry to say, it gets worse before it gets better. The night is darkest just before the dawn. But I promise you, the dawn is coming. Thanks, Harvey Dent. I don't believe you at all. You shouldn't. It's not coming. Yeah, I think it's just bad the whole way through. No, it slowly gets better. Anyway. Thank you very much for listening. We do have a Patreon. Uh, you can look up uh, patreon.com slash gohan or go home. Please support us. It helps with everything. It helps to continue this. I've had to start uh, paying for SoundCloud so that we can keep putting the episodes up. Yeah, give us money so we can get Spotify and another microphone. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. That'd be sick, bro. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. This has been Gohan or Go Home. You can find me uh, on Twitter at S underscore Monrad Goff. That's G-O-U-G-H. Um, and Twitter at Imogen Faith. It's Imogen with a J. So, like, get it right. Get it right. Get it right. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. We don't spell that shit with a G. My that's not my name. My mom wanted me to have to tell people that every time I introduce myself. So that's, you know, that's her business, woman. I guess. She had a dream that it was I was required to have to deal with semantic nonsense mm. for my whole life. Um, that's not my name. It's time to go. <laughs> we hope you'll join us next time. Kakiti on all. And a very good evening. Indeed. So he spies the them leaving from the heights of Fuck Mountain. Fuck Mountain. Fuck Mountain. Fuck Mountain.